There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Well, we made it through another week and are on the road preaching. We're closing out the meeting here in Moxville, North Carolina this weekend, Lord willing, on Sunday. If the Lord wills, we'll close out the meeting, and we certainly thank the Lord for the opportunity. We thank the Lord for the Word of God. I had lunch today with a dear pastor friend from the local area, and uh, it'd been a little bit low today. Thank God we left the lunch. Both of us renewed, both of us strengthened, an exhortation unto righteousness. I thank God for those folks. Thank God for those that listen. I thank the Lord for the ministry of the Word of God. And my friend, a lot of people just have church, but they don't have Jesus Christ. They have religion, but they do not have the working inwardly of the Holy One of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank God that he works inward. I want to thank God that he works inside of me. I want to thank God that he speaks to my heart. He's changed me from the inside out. And what a blessing that is to know him. And so would you pray for us? Pray for us next week. Lord willing, we should be home. And then we'll be starting a vacation Bible school at the Manassas Community Baptist Church there in Blaine. And then we start off a busy summer of traveling. We'll be almost nonstop throughout the summer. And a little bit of a preview just again, about three to four weeks. I'm not sure exactly how much I can get recorded between now and then. But in three to four weeks, we'll start our King James Bible Preaching Conference and how we look forward to that. We have three weeks of King James Bible instruction. And I hope that folks will listen. Hope folks will tune in. And we've done everything we can to put the best quality product out there. We've run sound checks and editing and filters, and I believe we have a pretty good product that we'll be able to use. And so I certainly hope that folks can listen to that. In the meantime, let's just go back to the Psalms and Psalm 68. We'll continue where we left off on yesterday. And uh, we're into the chief musician, a psalm or song of David. In verse 17 of Psalm 68, we'll start where he says, The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. The Lord is among them, as in Sinai, in the holy place. Now, He's already explained to us in the Word of God about the glory of God entering in. We saw that in Psalms of Asaph, and the glory of the Lord entered the tabernacle. And when the sons of Asaph played and blew the trumpets and that harmonious voice went up, then we see the glory of God fill the tabernacle. That's what he's speaking of, that same glory that came down upon Sinai, the power of God, the manifest presence of God on Sinai. And listen, it wasn't in uh, hooting and hollering, it wasn't some type of emotional response. No, it was a demonstration of the holiness of God. The mountain quaked and the, the, the smoke fell. The fire of God fell and a cloud came upon the mountain. That's the same thing that happened in the tabernacle. When the fire fell inside the tabernacle, consumed that sacrifice, the glory of God came. A cloud filled the tabernacle. And he said that's how God is among the angels. He's among them as in Sinai, in the holy place. That's where God dwells, in the holy place. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Now we've turned this into a messianic psalm. 
we see there he is speaking of Jesus Christ. When, and I know there's many that would uh, contend over that and argue over that. But he ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. What did he do? He took captivity, presented them to the Father. That's those, as he said to the thief on the cross, thou shalt be with me in paradise. He's delivered them unto the Father. His presence has been made known to them. And then it says, thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. What are those gifts of men? Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. For by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. That's the faith of Jesus Christ he speaks of there. And he continues on along that same prophetic line concerning Christ. He says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. That word loadeth is an ongoing tense. He has loaded. He's continuing to load. He'll continue to load us with benefits. He daily loadeth us with benefits. What a holy God. What a wonderful Savior is he. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said on this wise, he said, He that is our God is the God of salvation. Unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. But God shall wound the head of his enemies. That's the prophecy that God fulfilled from Genesis chapter 3. When he said it bruised the head of the serpent. We see that the, that man of sin, the beast in the book of Revelation, has a deadly wound in his head. That's why he says, but God shall wound the head of his enemies and the hairy scalp of such an one that goeth on still in his trespasses. That's the working of God. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, mighty in power. The Lord said, I will bring again from Bashan. I will bring my people again from the depths of the sea, that thy foot may be dipped in the blood of thine enemies and the tongue of thy dogs in the same. Now, that is, of course, the blood of his enemies. And we understand that not just as he's speaking of Armageddon, although certainly we're looking at that time and that place, because that blood's going to run horse bridle deep in that valley. They're going to drink the dregs of the cup of his wrath. He tells us that. That's his judgment upon man. Those that have refused his name, those that have rebelled against him, those transgressors of the law of God. Why? They have seen thy goings, O God, even the goings of my God, my king in the sanctuary. So we see David prophesying here. Now he's run from taking captivity, presenting them to the Father, and he's going now to a place where, of course, he's delivered the prisoner. He's loadeth us. That's daily, every day. He continues to load us with benefits. One of those benefits, they're innumerable. They're unmentionable because they're so finite in their details that we can't comprehend or understand them. There's safety. There's protection. There's the bulwarks. There's the strength. He's our sword. He's our right arm. He's our shield. There's so many things that God has loaded us with benefits. Then inwardly, the things he gives us, the fruit of the Spirit. What a blessing from God. What a benefit from God that he would do that. Then he fast forwards to when he's bruised the head of his enemies. He fast forward to the time of the book of Revelation, the things that John saw in Revelation. And now he goes on, he says in verse 25, the singers went before, the players on instruments followed after, among them were the damsels playing with timbrels. So now he's speaking again of that glory that fell. What is in that glory? It's the judgment of God. It's the mercy of God. It's the working of God. Why? Because that is God. God is a God of love. Yet God is also a God of judgment. God is a God of wrath. Yet he's a God of mercy. That's our God of which he speaks. And so we see that as they go before him playing the instruments, the women following, the damsels rather following, playing with tim timbrels. Bless ye God and the congregation, even the Lord from the fountain of Israel. There is little Benjamin with their ruler, the princes of Judah and their council, 
the princes of Zebulun and the princes of Naphtali, thy God hath commanded thy strength. Strengthen, O God, that which thou hast wrought for us. Because of thy temple at Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee. So now we see Jesus Christ has assembled Israel. He has brought the tribes, returned them to Israel. Why? Because when he comes, he's going to bruise the head of the serpent. He's going to trot his enemies underfoot. He's going to slay with the sword of the spirit. He's going to slay with the word of God from his mouth. And he does this in triumph as a king. And he calls his own unto himself where he's going to rule and he's going to reign over them for 1,000 years. And David is prophesying of that time. It's echoed through the prophets. It's echoed through Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, what we call the minor prophets. We see this time, this time of Jacob's trouble, followed by the triumphant return of Jesus Christ, which is also seen in Psalm 24 very clearly. And we see Jesus Christ ascending the throne that is rightfully his in Jerusalem, and he's going to rule and he's going to reign from that throne. He's the strength of God. Kings will bring presents unto him. Why? Because of his unspeakable gift, men will give gifts unto him. Kings will come to Jerusalem and they'll offer up gifts to him, gold and silver. And might I say, I believe, and you can just think me odd, I think they're going to bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Why? Because those those heavenly gifts, those gifts of God upon earth, as he gave to his son, they brought to his son. And by the way, I'm not too far off from looking at that, wondering there. There's a little bit of prophecy there, too, concerning Jesus Christ. They brought gifts at his birth because of that prophecy. They'll bring gifts to him on the throne because of that prophecy. Why? He's our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is God on earth, God who's come and dwelt among us. And he said, because thy temple of Jerusalem shall kings bring presents unto thee, rebuke the company of spearmen with the multitude of the bulls, with the calves of the people, Till everyone submit himself with pieces of silver, scatter thou the people that delight in war. And so again, those that come with their gifts, those that come with their sacrifice, those that come with their offerings, those are those bulls of Bashan, those that have turned against him, those that have denied him, and he's going to judge them. He's going to judge them righteously. And he's going to continue to draw men to himself. Princes shall come out of Egypt, verse 31. Ethiopia shall soon stretch out her hands unto God. And then he said this, sing unto God, ye kingdoms of the earth. Oh, sing praises unto the Lord, Selah. And so we see the nations are going to sing. The people are going to sing. Why? Jehovah God reigns in Israel. Jehovah God reigns in Jerusalem. Jehovah God reigns on that Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And from there, he's going to rule and reign for those thousand years. And men will come and bring silver to him. And kings will come and bring gifts to him. Yet his unspeakable gift to us, that inward working of God, that inward change of God, that we in this life might have fellowship with him. We don't have to wait to that day to know him. We can know him on this earth today. We can know him in our hearts today. We can have that communion with the Lord Jesus Christ even today as I speak and preach this message. We can have that communion with him, the fellowship of Jesus Christ. To him that rideth upon the heaven of heavens, which were of old. Lo, he to send out his voice, and that a mighty voice. Ascribe ye strength unto God. His excellency is over Israel, and his strength is in the clouds. O God, thou art terrible out of thy holy places. The God of Israel is he that giveth strength and power unto his people. Blessed be God. Even at lunch today, the pastor, a friend, friend of ours, there from North Carolina, and I were speaking. 
And we talked about that presence of God. Everybody wants the power of God. Everybody wants the strength of God. But you can't have the strength. You can't have the power without the presence of God. And when God rules and reigns in Jerusalem, his strength and his power will be upon this earth. And can I say, when God rules and reigns in your heart, his strength and power will be in your heart. You do have power to overcome. You do have the strength to overcome. Jesus Christ said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Why? Because he's God and God in flesh. And my friend, he doesn't want you to live a a desolate life. He doesn't want you to live a sorrowful, lonely life. He doesn't want you to live in the misery of this world, the defeat of this world, and the destruction of the lust of your flesh, the destruction of the pride of life, and the destruction of the lust of the eyes. No, he wants you to have victory in Jesus Christ. He wants you to be overcomer in Christ. He wants you to overcome the world to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And might I say, he's willing to do that. Who does he do that for? Any man that's willing to believe him. Any man that's willing to believe his name. Any man that's willing to turn. What's the turn? He said, turn ye to God from idols. And my friend, if you'll repent and believe the gospel, he'll do that for you. You can have that walk with God. You can have that relationship with God. You can have an inward working, the manifestation, the presence, and the power of Almighty God in your life. People are looking for everything but that. They're looking for an outward display. They're looking for signs. They're looking for new prophecies. They're looking for sparks to fly and lightning bolts and angelic beings falling out of the sky and a comet flying across the sky. And they're looking for all these outward things. They don't realize that power of God is manifest in the life of the believer that will sell out to him. The life of the believer, that one that'll be full of the Holy Ghost. That one is not drunk with wine, but filled with the Spirit. My friend, they walk in the Spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. God's power can be manifest in that life. Would you pray for the meeting tonight? As we close out this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here in Moxville, would you pray for this preacher? Would you pray that God would manifest himself through the word of God, through the work of God, that sinners would be converted, the saints of God be reproved, rebuked, and exhorted as they ought to be? Would you pray for the manifest power of God, the inward working of God, and an external display might be made manifest that men would know it's Jesus Christ. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus today? Have you spent time with the Lord today? Can I say to you, my friend, he's not a faraway God. He's a close God. He's a near God. And if you want to spend that time with him, can I say he's willing to spend that time with you? Have a great weekend. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. And he longs to return to the Lord As he cries for forgiveness and mercy God is waiting You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania, 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption for all of
Singing the glory. 